obviously they didn't quite to get the win, but Definitely, definitely. Didn't didn't get the win, but it was a good effort. Yeah, we uh yeah, you coming in right in on us here, we are radio.com. Uh Kyle Means here, editorial director. And I'm just getting a quick uh you know, we do like instant reaction posts on online where we uh you know react uh instantly to stuff big breaking news and stuff. So we're gonna do that with our with our audio too here on Anchor FM, Anchor.fm. And um, yeah, I got I'm getting the word right now from our resident Bradley Brave, uh, our man uh, Chris Pennant, who just went through all the ups and downs of uh, the Bradley uh, return to March Madness, the NCAA tournament, lost in the first round, a tough game to Michigan State. Uh, but it was a it was a good game though, and a, and a, a good effort definitely by your by your Bradley crew, man. What did you think of the game? Uh, Bradley exceeded, I think, all expectations. Just because when when I looked at Michigan State's stats for the season, they uh, they did the things that Bradley did, but better and at a better conference. They defended well. They played a half court game and they defended well in that. They shot the three well, and they shot free throws well. And so, I honestly, I was so nervous for most of this week. I didn't do a bracket. Even as long as I can remember, I've just done a bracket just to do it because it's an intellectual um, it's, a, it's an intellectual activity. Exercise, you know, kind of working through all these statistics and all of these little intangibles. And it's fun to see how you match up with some of the bracketology experts but I didn't do a bracket this week because I was so nervous. This is the first time Bradley has been uh, in the tournament since I graduated from school. They were there the year before I got to college in 2006. But the, the way that they apprised themselves nationwide, especially after the, the flack with the not letting uh, Journal Star reporter Dave Reynolds at the press conference, yeah, I think they acquitted themselves so well. They were in that game until the last three, two, two and a half to three minutes. And they, for a smaller team with not as much size and not as much strength as Michigan State, they controlled the boards well in the first half. Yeah, They played the offensive glass well especially. They got timely shots. They were they were able to get the ball to the basket when they needed to. They draw fouls. They drew fouls well. They played tough defense. They shadowed the best players. They played a good game. They, it's, I don't even. It was weird. It didn't feel like they ran out of gas like so many mid major or smaller teams do or lower seeds do. It just felt like they missed their opportunity. And I don't know if you want to get to it in a second, but I could. It's it's almost. It was. It was really an easy moment to pinpoint when it felt like Bradley's chance to take the game went away, where the little the needle was in the middle, and it was up for both teams to grab it, and Bradley had the chance twice. Back-to-back possessions, they had it. When Dwayne Lotiel Goulet missed those two free throws, two free throws after he hit his last six, and it was a 56-55 game, and then they got the ball back after a stop. And Daryl Brown missed a three, which it just rimmed out. And it was a, a that was a kind of a shot that would have seemed like God, but he hit that shot all day, and he missed it. It just kind of felt like it wasn't their day. Yeah, 
and and that was the game. Michigan State got the Cassius Winston um, little half jumper in the lane to take a three-point lead after that, and they got a lead that they wouldn't give up. Yeah, I was I was worried when Michigan State took that initial run in the second half. It was like what that 10-0 run. You guys had got up five and they made that run and then uh, you know Izzo was snapping on that freshman kid and everything. Yeah, I was, that was crazy. Yeah, I was like, Yo, what's that about? But, but it seems like at that point, I was impressed with the way that that Bradley collected itself after that initial time because the first half, like you said, the first half was so ideal for them. They were hit. They were yeah, controlled. Shooter, so he's going to be away from the basket. They did really well at getting the 50-50 balls. 
But like I said, when that when they missed that those two free throws and when Daryl Brown missed that three, Michigan State took that three point lead. I know I'm kind of reiterating. That was really when I felt the game turned to Michigan State's to Michigan State side and they just they didn't give up that lead. That's a that's a quality team. That's like I said, they were the best team in the best conference in college basketball. And even if they don't have the Michigan State teams of old where they were just great all the way around. I mean, Michigan State had a team like that when they lost to Middle Tennessee. Right. This yeah. might be the worst team that they had when they lost to Middle Tennessee when they had Brent Forbes on the outside in their imposing front court. So, with Cassius, Cassius Winston, that game over, without question, and even as Bradley defended him well, it was kind of an odd coaching decision where they brought Nate Cannell back in the game and had him defend Winston. They put Daryl Brown as the two guard, and they got him in a mismatch every time on the post. There were three straight possessions, and that's when they left him. They lead to six. That was the game. Cassius Winston is a, a player who can take over a game and take over a series of games. So Michigan State, even if this isn't their best team in the last five or six years, they have a chance to make a good deep run. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you think and uh, about their chances going forward. And I, I looked up the bracket while you were talking, and Duke Duke would have Duke and uh, Michigan State are one two in the East. So they, if you know, if you guys made a miraculous run, you would have saw Duke in the lead eight. And you know, okay. as it is as it is now, they're lined up to face uh, the Spartans in the lead eight. So I guess that's probably why part of why they was looking at y'all matchup too. Being That's a fair point. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I, to, to, for what it's worth, the way Bradley played, I think they could have beat Michigan. For all the talk that's been about Brian Wardle this week, and I want to be clear, what he did with Dave Reynolds was absolutely wrong. As a journalism student, I still consider myself a student because you never stop learning in this game. And as a member of the media... That's not something that you can do. Media is never there to promote a team's brand. That's called public relations. That's completely different. So what he did and what the school did and not letting Dave Reynolds, who was a great writer, by the way, not letting him, not giving him access to the team was absolutely wrong. Yeah. But the way he coached this game, he, he did a hell of a job. He coached his ass off in his rotations. The only mistake that he really made, I think, was putting Cannell on the point guard. Uh, Winston, as I said a little bit, a couple minutes ago. But his rotations in the first half were excellent. The way that he had the team play defense, even the way that he used timeouts, you know, it's, if Bradley had kept the game close, he would have saved that last timeout. As it was, they were down eight or nine, so he had to use it. But he coached a great all-around game. And um, in terms of Michigan State, uh, it's, it's, it's funny, you know, it's funny how much works out because all the hype all season that we see, if you're a casual fan especially, is put on the one-and-done players. So right now, Murray State and Marquette are locked up in a good game, but Murray State is pulled away. John Moran is a highlight player that we've been hearing about all season. Um, we're going to see Zion Williamson later, Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett, the triplets of Duke. Um these other guys that are going to come out, Kobe White maybe, Nasir Little in North Carolina. But when it comes down to March, the teams who have a senior who contributes or a third-year player even, who have, players who have been there a while 
and who play the most cohesively as a team, as well as these are the two these are the two keys: the team that rebounds and the team that shoots free throws well. Those things that you need late in the game if it's close, those are the teams that win. So Michigan State, they showed it today. They were in a close game, and when they needed a rebound, they came up with it when it mattered. And when they needed to shoot free throws the entire game, they shot those free throws. When Nick Ward hit those two free throws off a playground foul in the first half, I kind of thought we were in trouble because you don't usually see front court players in the NCAA tournament hit free throws and hit free throws as cleanly as he did. They may rattle, they might get a bounce, but he's he trained those free throws. Mm. So when you get big men who can shoot free throws in the tournament, and when you get a team that shoots free throws well, 70, 70%, 80%, those are the teams that win. So I think Michigan State has a very good chance to surprise some people. I don't know if they can upset Duke, but they can make the Elite Eight easily, and they might be a Final Four team. It just depends on how the game goes. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see them going into the Final Four. It, it'll be interesting to see if if they do face Duke, how that will go down. So uh, before I let you go, though, uh, it, it's interesting because, um, you know, it, it's great that you guys had, uh, you know, had this moment of, comp- you know, to be able to be excited about March and uh, be uh, competitive and everything. It's not – it's not a given, especially with these local schools that we have in in Chicago area and Illinois. I, it, it's, it was in, I, it was interesting. Like you look at Loyola, they had the amazing run last year. This year they fell back a bit. Now that you know they they fall out of the NIT after one game. Then you look at you look at Northwestern. Two years ago they had their unprecedented run in the tournament. And you know, I I, just, I read the thing today, Teddy Greenstein going over how five guys have left their program since the end of that year. It's you know, it's uh, I think the the end of last year, I should say, not the end of that year, but the term year, but the uh, end of uh, eighteen. But uh, they've you know they've really fallen back, and I'll just you know get your thoughts right quick before I let you go. Like, what do you think about this moment for Bradley and what it could? what it could mean for them going forward. Will it mean much of anything? Well, I know, I know our business is sports, right? But I want to say something because there was, like I said, with Coach Wardle and with the athletics department, the way that they treated Dave Reynolds, that was the story of the week, right? That was the national story of the week. Yeah. And that's what made Bradley into a villain. But these schools are schools. You know, I didn't go to a, I didn't go to a big school. I was a smart kid. I was a smart black kid, which meant I had a chance to go to a lot of different schools. I could have gone to Southern Cal. I could have gone to Yale. I could have gone to a lot of schools. And I chose Bradley, not just because they, they were, they were, they were enough, they, they thought well enough of me to give me a, uh, a full ride my first year. But because it was a good school, and it's about the kids that go to these schools. It's about the actual, the kids. I mean that. These are 16-, 17-year-old kids who are going to college. And so when you see schools like this in March Madness, it should exemplify the fact that it's not just about the basketball teams who are playing. It's not about the brand of basketball they play. It's about the kids who attend the schools. That's what gets put on display. And so it's not just a boon for the basketball program. Bradley's going to have some ability to recruit better now because of the way that they played just in this one game where they lost by 11 points to a Big Ten school. 
They're going to have the ability to recruit some kids from, as you saw, the places around the world that they recruit. And they're going to have the ability to recruit some transfers, no doubt about that. Same goes for Belmont, who had their close loss. Same goes for um, New Mexico State that had their close loss, which has been a basketball school for a long time. But yeah. Same goes for all of these mid-major teams who played well in the tournament, who made the tournament. But they're not only going to have a chance to recruit basketball players, they're going to have a chance to recruit people like me who aren't basketball players, who aren't athletes, who are kids looking for an education in Chicago, in Rockford, in Calumet City, in, in, in Riverdale, in Harvey, all these places around Chicago, kids who might not have been looked at by their guidance counselors in high school, who might not have been looked at by recruiters at these events that they go to, they're going to have a chance to go to a place like Bradley where they want to get a good education and have a chance to make a good life for themselves. I know a ton of people that I met at school who are from southeast side, south side, south suburbs, who really made well for themselves going to college. They might be in some debt. Everybody going to college is in some debt. I know that's the, the, the line right now. To go to college, you're going to have debt that you might not be able to replace. But I would not give out my graduate experience for anything. The people I've met, the professors I had, the people that gave me a shot, and the people that I mentioned in the, the article that I wrote uh, this week, Brian Beto being one of them, especially him, are people who got me in places who gave me invaluable knowledge. And so the fact that Bradley put on this show that they did means that some kid somewhere at a good high school who might not be noticed is going to have a chance to get a four-year education and have a beautiful life for themselves. And that's what that means. Definitely, yeah. And, and, you know, you could look at, you know, sports as being frivolous if you like, but these things do mean a lot to kids and they mean a lot to students. I remember – I remember SIU making uh, the Sweet 16 not long before I went there in, in 2002. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's is it, that makes that makes you as a kid when you see stuff like that. It makes it may not be the be all end all of the decision, but it it makes you feel better about having uh that type of envi- having that type of energy on campus when you have a good sporting team, especially in one of the major sports. So. And you know, it's definitely, definitely uh, hope that it definitely means a lot. Uh, it means more progression for Bradley. You know, and like I said, we'll we'll see you guys at the top next year in the in the MVC. And uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be uh, fun to see how Wardle keeps the keeps the program building up there. But uh, yeah, I'll, let, I'll, I'll probably uh, do it for now, man. Just uh, thanks again for calling in, and, and thanks for. The, uh, the the post this this week uh, definitely check that out uh, listeners if you ha- if you haven't uh, a lot of people have read it already on weareweareradio.com how to how to be brave uh, how- it's been great I, I don't want to I don't mean to interrupt you but I'm good. to reach on this I know just not only from Bradley people I know but people who I didn't know and other people who didn't go to the school it's been great so I appreciate all of that yeah we, we, we appreciate you writing it man you did a great job with that and you know they, it, it, we can't. You know, it, it's it's good. It's good of a. It's good of, as a informational piece as anything. It's not. It's not as relevant now because the team's not in the tournament. But you, but you still you still get to learn a lot about Bradley uh, as a school and that and Bradley's uh, athletics in in that uh, piece. So definitely check it out if you get a chance if you haven't yet. So Chris, uh, hope you uh, enjoy the rest. You no, know, hope you. Can get over the loss 
uh, in an easy way and hope you enjoy the rest of the year. No doubt. It's the best time of the year for sports, I swear. It's the best time of the year. Right. That, that makes it a little easier, too, that it's, it's you know, that we still got a lot of games and stuff and a lot of a lot of things to at least to distract you from the loss, if anything. So, <laughs> yeah. sure. But thanks, man. You did a great job. And uh, yeah, go be you. All right, we'll talk to y'all later, man. This is Kyle Means. We are RiggerRadio.com. We'll holler at you.